Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. And this is The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Welcome everyone to another episode in our guest interview series. This is an exciting one and it feels like a little while since we've had a guest on and we're just finding such great people to um, share stuff with our audience. And I, I really feel excited about the people who've, who we've connected with and brought on and this one, especially we've got Jade Bianca, who is a dating coach and matchmaker who came and chatted with us recently about using the apps optimally, Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially if you're dating again after divorce. Yes. And there's a few, um, like common themes for people who've been divorced, like additional fears and blocks Mm -hmm. that can, um, make dating and getting back on the apps or on the apps for the first time ever Mm -hmm. really scary. And so Mm -hmm. although this advice does apply for anyone who's into, getting back out into the world um, and dating again, especially using the apps. Um, she had some amazing advice for getting past those, those blocks for people who've been divorced. So yeah. she had amazing tips for both men and women mm-hmm. on how to um, set up your profile, how to have conversations on the apps, how to get to the phone number. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some safety stuff yeah, as well. We made sure stuff. to cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was great. And just so everyone knows, this is actually the first in a series that we're doing on dating apps. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so exciting. Yep, yeah. We're going to be doing an upcoming interview with Hey Saturday and the founder Saskia on photos only. And mm-hmm. we've also got an episode with Claire and I where we are talking about dating app mindset. And if you have a dating app specific topic that you'd like us to dive into we're going to be continuing with this series so definitely let us let us know we'll take it into consideration for sure all right so who is jade bianca let's give a little more information about her she's really cool actually i've been following her on instagram for ages and so it was really fun to get to know her in person i've really valued Mm -hmm. that jade bianca is a dating coach and matchmaker for dating after divorce So brilliant. Dating After (laughs) Divorce was created to provide divorced men and women with effective tools, communication, and insight to find a worthwhile partner. Dating After Divorce offers coaching, dating profile assistance, and matchmaking services. And everyone listening, please know that if you are interested in any of Jade's work, she's going to be offering a 10% discount to our listeners. Very, very cool. We are going to drop that info in the show notes. Make sure to take Mm -hmm. advantage of that. Jade is passionate about helping divorced men and women find their confidence in dating again. She loves assisting clients domestically and abroad in their dating journey. And I have to say from watching her on Instagram and now speaking with her multiple times, I can really, really tell that she really loves what she does. Doesn't that come across? Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She really loves what she does. And she is just like so understanding of where like people come from um you know everyone comes with a different Mm -hmm. background and different um 
basically like expectations and ways they feel comfortable being, especially when dating. And yeah. And so that really came across in the episode that that she's like, you know, hey, not everyone is in a dating pool that is as progressive as um, probably what we're what we're coming across who right, are listening to like a me. breakup broadca- mm-hmm. podcast, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they're, they're, that, that was just like really cool to see. Um, and yeah, I mean, of course in the coaching industry, you're going to have people who really care about people being coaches, yes. Yes. you know? So um, it's, it's not a surprise, um, but it's still just like that really came across to me yeah. in our interview. Her approach, I think is that you can definitely tell that she believes that she deserves the best out yeah. of dating and love <laughs> and relationships and that uh, she thinks that others do as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so she talks about her personal story of being divorced and like dating outside her type and how that worked out for her. Hint, hint. She just That's got the engaged. thing, people. Um, yeah. So I know multiple dating and relationship coaches who swear by the success that dating outside of their type has brought it's a thing right now so yeah all right let's listen to her story and her tips um get all of her information follow her work with her everything get all of that information in the show notes and thank you so much jade Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the X-Files. Today we are interviewing a guest, Jade Bianca with Dating After Divorce. Hi, Jade. Hi, Hi, Janice. Hi, we've been so excited about this, just counting down the days and now it's here. Yes. Yeah. As you can tell from her business name, dating after divorce you have like quite a particular niche but we wanted to hit the ground running and talk about your breakup story um that kind of led led you to this way so yeah yeah. I have a feeling there's got to be a story in there somewhere right yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah every life worth living has them right yay (laughs) totally so um my divorce story, I got married in my early 20s. Um, we grew apart very quickly um, after we got divorced, unfortunately. Um, after so you got a, divorced? I'm sorry, leading to our divorce. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's conscious <laughs> point if I've ever heard of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we were just very young and we grew into very different people. Um, yeah. He's a great person. He just wasn't my person. Um, but that being said, it took me a long time to get to that feeling. Um, it was a really ugly divorce and as so many people have, and it's one of those things that I say to my clients that I think it hurts the most when you like share that most vulnerable part of yourself, like, uh, emotionally, physically, mentally with someone. And then that person ends up kind of becoming an enemy. Um, so I think that's true for divorce and like a long-term relationship. And so it took me a long time to get there. Um, but I kind of used my personal experience and how it was very rough for me dating again to like trust and open up to people and also to kind of just not blame every man <laughs> for, for my ex's actions. Um, so it took a lot of growth and, and getting there. And so I used my personal experience, my coaching and that of my friends and family to, to get back out there and make people have that transition into dating again, more fun, less stressful, less uh, complicated as possible. 
So, and I am, and it's been successful for you. If I guess we can, we can say that, would you like to share any personal recent news? Yeah. Yeah. So I got engaged, uh, fairly recently to an amazing man. Um, and he is actually just the complete opposite of anyone else I've ever been with. Um, which is one reason I always tell people to kind of date outside whatever type you usually subscribe to. Um, yeah. And he's a great person. He pushes me to be more professionally, emotionally. He's a great partner. He's just like kind of that missing link that I was missing. So how, I mean, how long did it take you after getting divorced to feel like you had caught your stride with dating again? That's a great question. So I didn't actually, to kind of jump ahead, I guess, I didn't actually found uh, dating after divorce until about five or six years after my divorce. Um, so I was really into the nonprofit world. I was an ESL teacher. Um, I also worked in the medical malpractice <laughs> realm. Okay. Um, so you name it and I, and I did it. So I started dating after divorce in the beginning of 2020 because I wanted to work hands-on with people that had gone through something very difficult. Um, so I started off as a date coach uh, specifically for men because I felt like it was an area that wasn't addressed. Um, there seems to be a lot of support for women going through a lot of difficult things. Um, and as a society, we, we don't do a great job of giving men the space to, to, to feel. <laughs> so yeah. it, I did that and consulted with the matchmaking company and quickly branched into to everything dating after divorce. <laughs> so cool. Amazing. Yeah, very cool. Um, and did you feel like being divorced held you back in any way? And did you find that it holds your clients back? No, not at all. I think that even it, it, internally, maybe. Yeah, I mean that's a great question, and I think it's also like healing does not have a linear trajectory. Everyone heals at different times, and you don't have to um, put pressure on yourself to heal. I think that just making that. Uh, that decision to kind of grow a little bit every day and do something that mm -hmm. kind of challenges you in a, in a good way is really important. Um, I get the question a lot because most of my clients are divorced, but some people who haven't been divorced come to me and I get people that are kind of like biased. They're like, Oh, well they wouldn't want to go out with me because I'm divorced uh, for men and women. And the way that I see it is if someone can go through something as difficult and honestly traumatic as divorces can be and still have that capacity to love, they can love deeper and with more gumption <laughs> than, than most people because they do know what it takes and what it doesn't take. I don't think yeah. that anyone is damaged. Well, I think all of us are damaged, but all that of means us are that damaged. We, <laughs> that not broken. Divorced yeah. to be damaged. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, what is it? The, is it the Chinese culture that uh, men's things with gold, everyone has imperfect flaws. Oh, yeah. And so I think it's an important part of, um, moving forward. So, and yeah. I also, I don't think that there's a stigma against divorce, um, it, as much as either there was, or as much as maybe some divorcees think that there is, do you agree? Yeah. Well, I think it's one of those things that's, it's different for everyone. Um, okay. so I have a female client, um, in a Southern state. And she had told me before she came on that a lot of the men that she was meeting said that because she was divorced, they couldn't introduce her to their mother. Oh, that's so they surprising. couldn't get married in a church. So, I mean, 
let's think about it. There's such a like wide variety of people and backgrounds and cultures and ethnicities. And so as much as we think that we're like progressive in 2021, there are certain people that subscribe to certain um, preferences, mentalities. Yeah. Mm. And I, I suppose, you know, it does, I mean, it does narrow the field just like slightly. You're going to run into those people who are like, yeah, it does really matter. And, you know, maybe those just aren't going to be future partners for you you know if you're if you're running into that like this is your baggage and you you know quote baggage it's not (laughs) necessarily like I don't think it's baggage but if someone says you know actually that's a deal breaker for me that's not your person you know and I know it's it's hard to be like oh but like other things were in line but it's part of like narrowing down like who are compatible partners and having a mindset that accepts that people have history Mm -hmm. is is going to be part of compatibility I guess absolutely yeah and so what's interesting about that is I was the complete opposite that I was actually like oh you're divorced awesome yeah (laughs) right some people would say oh you're in your 30s or in your you're in your 40s and you've never been married I mean that could be also right yeah you know people are gonna have opinions either way um so my fiance was married before and I think that some people could actually be um kind of intimidated by like um kind of living up to previous expectations or like, what was your last marriage? Like, um, but I think that a healthy communicative relationship kind of separates that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm divorced. I don't um, really use that term very often. Cause I just, I guess it's not something that I identify with <laughs> oddly, as I always say, I don't even check the divorced box. I always check the singles box because it just <laughs> doesn't resonate with me at this yeah. point. Um, but when I first got divorced, I've said on the show before, I was like scared to tell the people I dated. <laughs> and yeah. now, I mean, I just, I don't know, don't really think twice about it. The first mm-hmm. time I was telling someone I was getting serious with, um, I think that he thought I was going to tell him that I had a disease or something. Because <laughs> I was like really, you know, pumping myself yeah. to put it out there. And he was like, Janice, what's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> um, and but- you're like... <laughs> this was many many years ago and now I mean I've I've had friends that have been surprised I've never brought it up just because I I don't know don't don't think about it no one judges me um all right well let's start talking about some dating apps after divorce stuff Mm -hmm. you ready all right so I guess we've kind of touched on this but um are there any um other common mindset challenges that you see people facing when they're first dating after a divorce or getting on an app for the first time after a divorce? Yeah. So, um, I would kind of just generally put people into two categories. Those who are just like so scared or just like need a break and just write off dating for the foreseeable future. And then there's some who just jump in the deep end. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so the deep end, I mean, like, oh, um, my divorce will be finalized next week. And I'm just on the dating app two months ago. <laughs> yeah. And so that's fine. I mean, people heal in different ways. Um, but I think a lot of marriages have been over for quite some time before the filing, of course. Yeah, um, and so that could be for someone could be looking for that uh, physical validation. There's a lot of sexless marriages out there. 
Um, and then someone could just be looking for that emotional validation. Um, so I wouldn't say it's um, gender exclusive, but I would say a lot of the men that I've worked with um, have not felt desired in a long time. Um, and so what they kind of do is seek that validation. They're like, oh, this woman who's about 15 years younger than me is attracted to me. Okay, okay. And yeah. so I think everyone kind of goes through some, some uh, phases that they have to get out of their system. Um, but I think that what everyone could benefit from is kind of taking that step back to, to reevaluate what their past looks like, what they want to do in the future and kind of break it down that way. Otherwise you're just jumping into something that could be the exact same thing that you just left. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you haven't really um, worked on getting awareness around, you know, especially if the marriage was like longer and that courting phase is kind of a distance, a distant memory remembering, okay, what were some of the red flags? Um, what were some things that I found so attractive that actually ended up being um, beginning like unhealthy patterns within that? And yeah, yeah, it's um, jumping into dating. I, I always say dating is part of the healing process. Like even if you think you're like, you're totally healed, you're ready, when you start dating again, you're going to get triggered. Different things are going to come up. And totally. so, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting that people go either way. They're like, no, I have to be completely healed before like moving into it. Or I am healed. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah. No, there's a big overlap and that's why it's become um, kind of a part of both of our businesses as breakup coaches is, you know, I know, I know, um, consider myself very, very, very much a breakup and dating coach because it's come into play so much and it interests yeah. me so much. And there's so much more that you can learn about yourself and do um, when you're ready to, you know, get out there again. Have you ever though had a client um, who you might suggest to do more work before they dive in too deeply? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I kind of have like a spectrum of, of where people fall into um, so the coaching is for people that things are still fresh and they need some like helpful guidance. Um, and then the dating profile management is for people who are just like, I haven't dated in 10, 15 years and I don't know what's out there. Can you help me manage this? Um, yeah. And then the matchmaking are for people who are like, all right, I'm ready to, to settle down in whatever way that means to them. Because some people don't want to get married again. They're just looking for something long-term and mm -hmm. a companion. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people, and I think you guys have probably experienced this too, but in your conversations with people, you can kind of hear that um, the healing hasn't really started or finished, or you can tell by having this conversation with how they're speaking about what happened, because everyone is justifiably upset because things didn't work out, but mm -hmm. um, in the way that they reflect on it is very... Um, informative on, on where they are, if they're oh, able yeah. to, to go yeah. out with someone, because I always say one of the worst things you can do on a first date is like bad mouthing your ex. Yeah. And oh, a lot yeah. of my clients have children. And so it's like the father of my children or the mother of my children. And there's nothing that breaks a connection more quickly than talking crap on your ex. Yeah. Yeah. It's in uh, the energy part of it is there too. You know, there's a lot of, um, 
nonverbal cues and things like that. So even if you're like, well, I didn't ever say I don't like my the mother of my children or the father of my children. Mm -hmm. But like if you're, you know, mentioning them in conversation and kind of like rolling your eyes or you just have like this negative energy you know people Mm -hmm. especially on first dates I think they're they're really trying to pick up on any subtle cues like that Mm -hmm. and yeah and it 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 could it could make things a little bit more difficult for you than possibly it would be if if you're in that place spending a little extra time and um possibly avoiding some you know some harder dating experiences of you know people not being interested in the second date and just those those micro um uh rejections basically mm. yeah that's a great way to put that <laughs> go ahead sometimes yeah. i have to learn yes that was good claire <laughs> thanks <laughs> I like, I i'm like where is this word rejection just- <laughs> a new phrase i love it Ah, (laughs) all right. Yeah. So, I mean, you work with both men and women. Um, and so I wanted to ask, what are some ways that women hold themselves back by following like cliched or like standard rules for Mm -hmm. dating or using dating apps? Cause I feel like women come, uh, are, are subject to more of these unspoken rules perhaps than men not that men are are not subject to any rules but women in particular I feel like we're very sensitive to how we should and should not conduct ourselves in dating yeah um I guess we could start off by saying like a lot of women are a little bit superficial on dating apps when they're saying that someone needs to be six foot tall and and living this certain lifestyle and and look like this or yeah what's the emphasis on height yeah and I mean I think that it's kind of one of those archaic things where you're assuming that if someone's tall they can protect you um and they Mm -hmm. can be like a provider and a protector um but if we've seen anything from 2020 we know that people can't protect (laughs) us from everything Uh, and it's much better to have someone that you can enjoy a permit 2020 lifestyle with than someone who can reach the top of the cabinet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But I think to each his own, I think that there's a lot of superficial things. If we're just being honest that women put on um, that wouldn't matter so much once you have a connection with someone. And I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of women in their twenties, thirties, especially feel like um, they need to have something fit into a certain mold to, to be their perfect partner. Um, when in actuality, if you met someone out, you could be like, oh, I'd go out with him. But yeah. on a dating app, you're like, oh, I don't like his shorts. Like who wears those shorts? <laughs> <That's> specific. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I've completely dated people with bad, bad style that if I saw them <laughs> on a dating app, I'd be like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of, so the men and women that I've worked with, a lot of women say like they don't feel comfortable asking a man out because they're worried if they ask a man out that they're going to be playing like that dominant role in the relationship and they won't be courted, mm-hmm. um, I guess for lack of a better way to, to explain it. And when in actuality, men 
love when women ask them out. They think it's, yeah. they think it's sexy. They think it's like a nice break because <laughs> usually men are the ones that are getting rejected. And so any person, male or female, kind of wants a break from getting rejected and they, they want to feel like a compliment too. So yeah. I think that if more women can ask men out, they would see a big change in their dating life. Oh, completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never, I mean, I, I make the first move a lot of the time and I've never had complaints about it. It's always been enthusiastic, like, wow, thank you. Like, mm-hmm. And, and I think also (laughs) it shows, you know, that you have a level of confidence, which I think is, is attractive to Mm -hmm. anyone who's like looking, who is healthy. You know, I think someone who's, who's looking for an equal partner is going to be like really stoked at someone showing that they have the confidence to put themselves out there and about the chase aspect too, you know, you don't have to ask them out for every date. It's Mm. just, you know, giving that first one, you know, like opening the door and, and from there you can, you know, on, on that first date, you can be like, Oh, this is silly, but I kind of like it. You know, when a guy is like courting me or you can drop little hints that he can then pick up knowing that you're interested enough to ask for the first date. Is that, um, does that, like track with you and what you've experienced? Yeah, I think, I think it's adorable or very sexy when a man is actually like opening doors and and doing stuff or making this like slightly uh, like being chivalrous in that way. Um, but yeah, I actually asked out my partner. Um, there you go. You heard it here people. Yeah. (laughs) I had, uh, my friend canceled on me, um, like last minute on a Saturday and I was like, I'm already dressed. And I like just, I had just matched with him that day. And I was like, oh my, <laughs> strike why the iron is hot. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you want to grab dinner? Or hey, do you want to grab drinks? I can't quite remember. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I guess this kind of ties into another thing about like people deciding what people fall into is um, my fiance was not my, my type. My type before was long curly hair, very like, athletic usually they like worked uh they run construction companies or in surf companies um so okay. they were very they fell into a certain thing so um my fiance is a handsome bald man <laughs> which I had never gone out with any bald men before um and yeah so if I was only subscribing to people that fit this certain mold yeah. um tall dark and handsome or whatever right what have yeah. you Especially Um, when you're having someone who says that it's just not working, that they're running up against so many walls. And I mean, I think switching up your type and just, and trying something new is very prudent. Yeah. And I think that comes, that comes along with mindset, right? If you're looking at dating, like it's a job, like there are boxes that you have to tick Mm -hmm. more of like, I have to go out on this date instead of like looking at it. Like I get to do this. I get to meet new people who I would have never otherwise met. Um, that'll really kind of determine your outcome of dating. If you're looking at it, like it's a chore, it's going to be a chore. And also that you are perhaps a certain age and not married. And so you need to be be doing this. Yeah, I agree. We've been talking about this a lot lately, Claire and I in our episodes and on the community, um, for sure. I was actually listening to something yesterday where someone was talking about 
someone, either someone they knew or a client or something who had said, she's going to go on a hundred dates. <laughs> you know, I, I, have you guys heard this type of approach as well? Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting because like as a, match, a dating coach and a matchmaker, I'm here to like facilitate like introductions people wouldn't have otherwise had. Um, but also if we only bring you people that fit in this certain, certain mold, you're, you're likely to get the same outcome as you had before. Um, so I try and like get people a little bit out of their comfort zone. I never want to push someone, but I also want them to realize that like, there's a whole world of people out there. Um, if we just kind of like open ourselves, <clears throat> woo, open ourselves up to them, we'll be more likely to, to have amazing connections. Yeah. 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 Adjust your filters, everyone. Yeah. And part of like, part of attraction, I think a really big part of attraction, especially for me is like how someone like moves and like is in their body, like the cadence of the way they talk, like the way they interact with other people and that stuff Mm -hmm. that just doesn't translate well on the dating apps. And so if you give yourself the chance, like, oh, you know, this guy, he, you know, he passed the safety checks and stuff, you know, (laughs) like, sure. Like, I, I, I don't know from these pictures whether I feel that attraction yet, but I'm willing to like go meet up, have a good conversation. If it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit, mm-hmm. but you're giving yourself the opportunity to see this person out in the wild um, and actually like, you know, see if their pheromones smell good to you or something, you know, <laughs> like, um, yeah, there's, there's so much stuff that only comes across in person. And so if you're like, maybe on someone's account, like, I, I feel like it's worth a try. Yeah. I think a lot of times in dating, a maybe is a, a yes, at least to, um, initially. To a first, yeah. To a first or even initially. Date. Yeah. Are yeah, we considering zoom a first date now, Jade? So especially like coming out of coronavirus and the pandemic, I think it's a good idea to, if you were worried about someone being vaccinated, um, to feel comfortable. Um, I think video is a great way of kind of, as Claire said, kind of read someone's body language, Mm -hmm. um, and just see if they look like their pictures. Uh, one of the things that I have to do with interviewing uh, potential dates for clients is you have to get on a video call with me because <laughs> I need to make cool. sure you look like uh, who who I think you look like. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced, but there's plenty of people who use uh, very old or very different photos. Yes. And I'm never here to shame someone. I gained yeah. pandemic weight. <laughs> but I think that it's, it's also, um, you kind of owe it to that person to like, kind of look like what you're, what you're yeah. giving off. Yeah, I would yeah. also think you'd be a little embarrassed to show up looking yeah. so different. But I know so many people do it. I, I don't know. It's hard yeah. to explain. I, I, yeah, no, I 100% agree. And especially I've heard this with like men with, with hair and without hair. Like, why did you use that photo from five or 10 years ago? Hat fishing. It, oh, sorry. What is it called? <laughs> I totally cut you off. It's called hat fishing. Where they oh, have hats no. on in all of their photos. <laughs> like we're we're I mean I think all three of us are like hair or no hair it doesn't matter but like wearing hats in all of your photos I'm so sorry I cut you no, off I just no, got very no. excited I, I get excited too I think that's wonderful I think that also going back to like the mindset of dating I went out with this uh guy I was in Portugal and I was just using dating apps for fun 
and I met this really handsome gentleman. He was quite, I'm only five, three, so he was quite shorter than I was. And I just didn't feel the attraction there, but him and I like hit it off, had fun. I went on a private, uh, sailing tour the next day with his family and their company. And so oh my. Like, if you're looking <laughs> at it, if you're looking at dating, like this is a cool person I can, I can experience something new as opposed to, oh my God, how is he shorter than me? Yeah. Um, you're going to get different things out of it, but yeah. Hat yeah. fishing. Great. Claire. I think I'm going to have to. Yeah. Well <laughs> done. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's talk about bios. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this is a big part of what you do and it's something that I am personally super interested in and yeah. kind of have an ongoing study about. So can you give us an overview dating up bios your top do's and don'ts. Yeah. So I think that you should do, you should give a little bit of information about yourself. Um, I don't think that you need to put your whole entire story, but giving kind of clues as to what you're passionate about, whether that be in your bio or also through pictures is good. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that you should give people um, like a question or a prompt to respond to because profiles with that have a higher rate of engagement, whether that's like, what's the best place in town for authentic tacos or like the best uh, spicy margarita, live music, you name it, the more likely someone will be to, to engage with your profile. Oh, um, that is a great tip. Yeah, my gosh. And okay. I mean, there's certain people that have deal breakers like um, mine. Well, I won't get to mine, but <laughs> I know people that have certain <laughs> things, whether it was like cargo shorts or politics or you name it. But if you're putting all of your deal breakers on your dating profile, you're more likely to inadvertently push people away because you're kind of coming off as a negative Nancy. Yeah. Um, So there's ways of, of showing things without kind of pushing people away. Um, More on the, the profiles is to make sure that you don't have photos with your kids. Um, A lot of, most of my clients have, have children. And Mm -hmm. I think it's, an incredibly important part about being passionate about being a, a father or mother, but you don't know who's on the other side of that screen and what type of person they are. So for your kid's safety and just in general, don't put your kids photos. If you do just put like a cute little emoji over them or just say proud father of three, proud okay. mother of one mm-hmm. uh, in your bio. Um, also putting things you're passionate about. I think I said for traveling, hiking, yoga, um, you should have clear photos of yourself. Not everyone needs to be in a group shot. Um, going back to hat fishing, you should not be wearing sunglasses in all of your photos because people can't really tell what you look like. Everyone looks better in sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I always do my videos in my Facebook group when I'm out. <laughs> just oh, really? Like on with my sunglasses, with sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah. Not always, but I do tend to yeah. do that. Yeah. And then I think that just um, kind of being clear with your intentions um, on, on dating apps. If you're only looking for a hookup, you're saying you're only looking for something casual. Um, or if you're only looking for a relationship, a lot of dating apps do a great job about allowing that to be on there. Um, just so it can be clear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Super. Yeah. That's, that's such great advice. I love the tip about the question and spurring like conversations, like giving someone a, 
an easy opener. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe what's your idea of adventure could be a good one. What's your favorite place in town? I guess mm-hmm. if I go on, that might be something that I would do because I'm kind of new to Denver and I could That's say, great. you know, Denver transplant, tell me what your favorite place in town is. Love it. Yeah. yeah that's right. right. Yeah. And if you like activities, like what's the best uh, rock climbing spot, mm-hmm. you name it, there's, there's different ways. And I think that's great, uh, Janice, especially like being new to town. Um, that could be a great way to experience new people and new things. Oh my gosh. And in that, like, sh- is, is there a bio that's too long? Like I'm trying to remember if there was like a character limit or something like, oh, that's or should question. you go yeah. like short and to the point? Like, right. Punchy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's a great question. So, yeah. So I like to keep it short and sweet. I don't think that anyone needs to be putting their life story. I think that kind of sometimes comes off as a red flag of like, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're, they're divulging their entire <laughs> okay. history to me and we haven't even met. Um, yeah. But yeah. So for example, say that there's a current Bumble profile I'm running for female client. And I say it, uh, mother traveler, uh, fast and the furious enthusiast and fast and the furious and rap enthusiast. Um, and then I say something like, uh, tell me what's your favorite activity on the weekend. Um, and so people kind of like at a bar, if you're kind of like not closed off and like sitting like this, if you're actually like sitting open and, and casual, people are more likely to feel like your body language is speaking. Like you can come talk to me. That's kind of the same thing with the bio is if you're giving someone that like extra uh, chance to reach out and say hi, kind of with activity photos too. Yeah. That, um, just like from when I was on the apps and this is like a few years, couple years ago, mm-hmm. a few years ago, time, what is time? Um, is I had kind of a longer bio, like being like, this is what my personality is like, like, you know, <laughs> this is like, what my personality, is like. I don't know. Like <laughs> I, I know can't remember mean. exactly. Cause uh, <laughs> it changed. Cause uh, I had a guy friend look at it and he was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> um, he's like, you have so many like really attractive qualities you could lead with. Um, <laughs> That's why so, it's good to have yeah. Jade or um, look at your profile and help you exactly. with it. Having yeah. Cause an, sometimes you're too, you're too close to it. Yeah. So getting, like another perspective mm-hmm. is, is a great tip. Yeah. No, I agree 100% Claire, because I think that especially we're like, Oh, this is, these are my best qualities. These are what I'm leading with. Yeah. And an outside party, whether that be a friend or a professional can be like, this is what I think you should go with. Yeah. <laughs> Add some little spice here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of people have seen a lot of great changes just by tweaking something. So I'm yeah. sure your profile was great. <laughs> Thank you. I saw it recently. I thought it was. Yeah. Fantastic. We were like preparing for this episode and I'm like, okay, we're going to, we're going to look at my Bumble profile. I like re-downloaded the app and I'm like, oh great. It's saved. And so we like looked at it. I thought it was and, good. Yeah. Um, it, so I guess just at, in, re- I wasn't uh, planning to ask this, but in regards to the actual apps, mm-hmm. it seems like the people who are doing this professionally are really, really into Bumble. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, and can you say why you feel that is? Yeah. So I kind of, um, do a a split between Bumble and Hinge. Um, I think Bumble is great because it gives women the, uh, space to send out the first message. So as we know, a lot of women don't like apps because they're inundated with messages, but Bumble allows women to message first. Um, also 
a big difference I think people have with enjoying Bumble and not enjoying Bumble is the paid feature. And I know that like, we're like, why do we need to pay for it? But one great thing about Bumble is that if you pay what maybe like 30 a month, so you do it for a couple months, um, you can actually see who's liked your profile. So as opposed to, let's be honest, people sitting on the toilet and they're like, oh God. I mean, that's where most people do it. Oh my God. Yeah, I guess let's be honest. It it allows you to kind of see a little bit more. Um, Bumble also like asked if they're looking for a relationship or something casual. Um, but my favorite one has kind of turned into hinge because it does give prompts that, um, as I said before, kind of more inviting about like what you're looking for, what you find pleasure in, you name it. Um, so that also gives an option of people to comment on directly. Um, and- like give me travel tips for India. And if someone's oh, gone yeah. to India, they'll be like, this is where you need to go. Okay. Yeah. And does, does Hin have a paid feature as well? Yes, it does. Um, I can't remember how, I think it's a little cheaper than Bumble, um, but the paid feature allows you to connect with more people at a time. Um, it's mm-hmm. my experience that Hinge has less fake profiles, um, oh, which is why okay. I actually never recommend Tinder because Tinder, I think- They don't take has, anyone down. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's also like, it's easier to have an unverified account. Um, but Bumble, for example- they'll say, oh, well, this photo doesn't look like this photo. <laughs> yeah. Or I yeah. think I heard that they, they do do photo verification. Um, for instance, asking you to take a picture with a spoon <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to make, like, make sure a picture, it's your, like yeah. in a pose mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I mean, safety is important. And as far as the paid feature goes, I mean, for, so for all the people who say how important it is for them to find someone, yeah. um, you know, what's $30 investment. Mm-hmm. I, I would go for it. All right. So what about um, some of these things um, that may come up for someone who's divorced um, as a priority and how to address them? For instance, the biggest thing being the kids thing. All right. So I know this would be probably something um, for Claire and I. So if you if you're divorced, you probably have strong preferences, for instance, if you want kids or not. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, so I guess can we talk about that? I'm sure that comes up a lot for you. Yeah, absolutely. So um whether or not you have it or they have it displayed on their profiles is kind of an invitation to talk about, um, especially so someone in like, say a female in their thirties and they're kind of being like, okay, well my biological clock, TikTok. Okay. So say if they are looking to have kids or they aren't looking to have kids, I think that it's absolutely okay to kind of like have that question just casually on, on the dating app or to have it in person, whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, because if they already have kids and you're not looking to be a stepmom or stepdad, that's okay. It's your prerogative. You just need to have that conversation. So I think as long yeah. as you're leading with like honesty and transparency, um, it's a, it's a good thing in a relationship Well, before a relationship. I know a lot of people that aren't actually looking to have kids. Um, so if you're just not open to that, that's okay. You just need to have that conversation early on. So you're not Mm -hmm. wasting your time and you're not wasting their time. But you don't think it needs to necessarily be addressed in your profile? I'm saying some dating apps allow you to put like have and don't want more, but say that um, something might be a little gray. I think the sooner that you address it, obviously don't open with it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
have some back and forth with someone. BT doves. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Um, cause yeah. I mean, for me, for instance, I, I don't want to have my own children. I wouldn't be opposed to dating someone who already had some. Mm-hmm. So what about saying something like childless by choice or just, or would that be negative? <laughs> so I think childless by choice, um, might come off as kind of like not as open because you mentioned okay. that you were open mm-hmm. to being yeah. stepmom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it could just be something like say you use Bumble. Um, I think it has an option of like don't have but open to. Yeah. And I think Hinge has okay. something similar to. All right. Super. All mm-hmm. right. And then I guess um as far as if you want something serious or not, the, this is something that most of the apps let you um select. Yeah. And then that's, that's a good point. So most of them will let you put it on your profile. Not everyone uses that though. So if some people don't really know what they're looking for, when I was first dating again, I didn't really know. And I actually said I was just looking for something casual until I met someone and I was like, Oh God. Yeah. So if you are looking for something serious and you're not looking to waste time as you see it, or kind of have things casual, you can just say simply in the conversation. So what are you looking for? Um, because if you're being honest and open, that's all you can ask from them. Um, so yeah, leading with clear intentions is, is really good part of, of productive dating. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I mean, we're talking about like kind of serious subjects right now, like kids or I guess like political views um, and sharing that on your profile I I think there's like a worry that this will stop people from being interested and Mm -hmm. like yes it will but it'll be the people hopefully that you wouldn't have been a click or compatible with in the first place Um, when we were prepping for this interview we talked about um, having pictures with animals, specifically dogs versus cats. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, you, you said, Hey, like cats with women on profiles, it can be kind of off putting and like 100% you are right with that. Um, but like when Janice and I reviewed my, my old Bumble profile, um, I mean, I knew I was very upfront about loving cats, but I have a picture with one of my cats on there. And at the time I was working at an animal welfare nonprofit. And so my profession was professional cat petter at nonprofit. (laughs) And I just took the perspective. I'm like, get rid of everyone who thinks that cats are not going to be like good fit and like anyone who's cool with how I'm portraying myself, we're probably going to get along really well. Um, so yeah, so like you can, you can take either perspective, um, yeah, at the same time, if it's going to come across as negative, I would say maybe to avoid that. Um, I mean, I'm obviously not a negative person, so I, I do like knowing that putting something like childless by choice could actually, you know, distract a lot of people who I probably would click with. Mm-hmm. so you, yeah. I mean you don't want to repel I guess the wrong people also yeah yeah and I don't want to say like don't put photos of your cats I have a cat um <laughs> I love him very much his name is Finn, Hi, Finn. <laughs> um, um and I think that like if you're an animal lover whatever that just means that you're kind of a kinder person in my opinion um but I have seen <laughs> if we're doing like statistics 
people yeah. have more uh more matches when they have like a dog um because everyone yeah. everyone most everyone loves dogs yeah. um the cat thing claire you're correct like if that was the right person if that's a deal breaker as i remember you have quite a few cats yeah that's important yeah or they can't yeah. be allergic right because it's yes. like you're like sorry you're gonna have to take allergy medication or something yeah yeah exactly yeah. so I think that I never want to put so many stipulations on a dating app that people feel like it's like not them so I was yeah. like authenticity is very important but there's always ways of kind of like shining it up as your as your friend did kind of point out what what could be highlighted more than the others exactly yeah because they they'll get to know my personality pretty quickly like I don't have to lead yeah. with it in my bio yeah so yeah. you name it the the crazy thing things on dating apps I've seen it I've seen it all yeah like internet's a weird place <laughs> like what can you share any so a topic that I never thought about before but as someone who's in their early thirties is, is, could be something, um, someone dating while pregnant. Okay. I work with a lot of, uh, divorce coaches. Um, and I got the question and when I was first asked the question about when someone should disclose that they're pregnant, I was like, (laughs) I was like, Oh my God, why are you dating? (sighs) But here's the difference is the way that I saw it is there are certain women who are kind of taking control and have frozen eggs. And if they haven't met the right person, they're ready to be a mother props to Mm -hmm. them. Um, but I think just seeing a pregnant person on a dating app, you're like, all right, how's this going to (laughs) work? Yeah, I I have to, yeah, I have to agree. Okay. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen women have like two women have one dating app. Um, there's a lot of married men that their wives know I'm doing air quotes because you never really know Mm, yeah um, if their wives actually know um and they say this in their profile that my wife knows what do you yeah so some of them I don't know if you guys have seen this or had friends that have have experienced there's some there's some couples which great if their their marriage is comfortable like that but a lot of singles aren't looking to be a third Mm. and then a lot of yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, absolutely. Do as you like. Um, but there are people that like, especially men, I've seen more men than women are like, um, open, open relationship, open marriage, like yeah, had someone yeah. I just unmatched for my female mm-hmm. client. Cause he had like five kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked what he was looking for and he goes, Oh, did you not see that I'm in an open marriage? And I was like, Nope. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that is definitely out there. Um, but you know what? There's also a lot of niche dating sites, and yeah. you know, if that's uh, what you're into, um, you could, you know, definitely get on a, a site or an app that's for poly friendly people. One hundred percent. I think yeah. as long as everyone's consenting adults and it's in the privacy of your own home, you just do you. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the good thing about apps is that you're just you're opening yourself up to so many different types of people, so many different types of experiences. And, you know, it can be a really wonderful experience, especially if you are looking to date again. You know, you're after yeah. a divorce, you're able to kind of pick and choose. And mm-hmm. I think that it's great. 
Um, I mean, when I was first using a dating app after my divorce, it just helped me in so many ways, um, including that I did have a meetup with a couple. I never took that before. And I actually (laughs) felt like it did just, I don't know. I was just in this phase of life where I'm just going to have experiences. I'm in New York city and I, I thought it was, it was great for my confidence. Just yeah. yeah, Great for me. Yeah. Have a, have an experience. Try it once. Yep. Yeah. Um, Everything's but heroin, right? (laughs) Yeah. Except for, (laughs) yeah. Except for For heroin though. I've heard like, if you're on your deathbed, that's the way to go. Um, And safety as well. Well, we're going to keep all the safety. Yeah. Stay safe. (laughs) Speaking of safety, what are some good ways? Well, this is uh, safety could come into this, but what are some good ways to communicate on the apps that like can set a person up for meeting in real life and or like vetting someone while also like not coming off as like I'm vetting are you. you a, are you a killer? Are you <laughs> going to murder me? Like <laughs> I've seen you know. that on dating apps too, like not looking for serial killers. Well, obviously. Well, there you well, go. Obviously. <laughs> but that could um, be, I mean, you might if you said that you could attract people who are really into true crime and maybe you're into true crime maybe oh, yeah I, don't maybe. I just got my my true crime tickets I don't know if you guys listen but uh the last podcast on the left yeah yeah I just oh, got yeah I know them last night mm-hmm. I can't do um, it the world is so... already too scary for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so safety is my number one priority for for clients and people who aren't clients um and so specifically to make sure that when you're having a conversation, you're not divulging anything um, too informative. You don't need to know, they don't need to know exactly where you work. Um, You can just say you work in finance or you work here. Um, If you are proud of the house that you just bought, that is flipping awesome, but do not put the photo of your new house with the address, like with the the numbers. People don't always think about that. you need to block out things, especially when people have like their vaccination cards. That's great. That's, that was like a big uptick in matches, but you need to block out your last name. You need to block out your birth date. Um, Mm -hmm. Also something I suggest is getting a Google phone number. Yeah. Um, It's free. And then also it allows um, kind of like an extra layer of protection. If this person doesn't turn out to be good. Um, Mm -hmm. One good thing about the services I offer is I end up going on the bad dates for my clients to kind of vet them. I went on a terrible date yesterday. Um, <laughs> but, this sounds like so many good stories. Oh God, so what do you mean you went on a bad date for a client? <laughs> so when I say I went on a bad date is, um, so my matchmaking clients specifically, sorry, we're getting off topic but no no go no worries no. we so like this. there was a gentleman mm-hmm. that really looked great on paper in my database and he like kind of ticked the boxes for what my female client was looking for um so i usually set, set up a zoom meeting we have like a 30 minute conversation along with like multiple forms that they fill out and so he was 25 minutes late for the meeting um he pretty much talked at me for 15 minutes and then told me that he was looking for someone fertile Oh my, Whoa, oh, no. he said he's looking for someone fertile between the ages of 26 and 31 and he was 44. And so at that point, <laughs> oh, my partner's 10 years older than me. I think that certain ages you can go above 10 years, but uh-huh. I said to him, I was like, oh, okay. So 
what what do you think you're gonna have in common with a, a 26 year old like do you think you guys will like things will be relevant to to relate <laughs> yeah. to mm-hmm. and he was so offended he oh was like God. he was like would you ask that to George Clooney and I was what? like where's George Clooney <laughs> well also yeah. I, I mean also like I mean you're meant to set people up in happy relationships that's a perfectly yeah. valid question also George yeah. Clooney is now Amal Clooney's husband not the other way yeah. around you know like yeah, yeah. She is and what's interesting oh she's amazing she's I, amazing yeah her. She's yeah <laughs> but um I'm not ever here to judge what someone's looking for but what I will hold up what I will do is hold up a mirror saying listen your friends won't tell you this but what you're actually looking for is someone who's compatible with you that is younger that's fine but a 26 year old isn't going to have the same idea most likely of what you want to do on the weekend. Um, they, they're probably going to have a different maturity level, a different idea of what their life plan is. And that's great. But I'm also going to give you that no bullshit response. So yeah, you can look for someone 18 years younger than you, but Hmm. is it really what you want? (laughs) Yeah. I think that he needed to hire you as a coach rather than being out there trying to do this matchmaking right yeah. now. Yeah. So no, he, he wasn't a fan of that, but I went on a bad date for her. So she doesn't have to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but going back to, to the safety uh, thing, I think that something that's important is once you do decide to take the conversation from the dating app to either phone or in person, I think that usually, unless you have a crazy schedule, it's a better idea to meet in person within a week or two to kind of have that um, interaction instead of building up this avatar of what this person is like and what you think they're like. Yeah. Because you kind of, kind of like build this idea of, of their persona when in actuality, you don't know what they're like to, to have an appetizer or coffee with. Yeah. Um, Starting to build a story at texting Mm -hmm. and just in person or like, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, I always say I don't, I'm not on here to have a pen pal. You know, yeah, that's, and that's perfect. Some people okay. are. <laughs> yeah. okay. I was I was running a a male dating app. He's in his late twenties, um, and I'd been talking to a woman for like six weeks, and going back for six weeks. And I asked for her phone number as my client, and she was like. I'm not giving out my phone number that easy. And I'm like, why are you here? Yeah. Why are you yeah. here? Why, why are you matched with him? But they hadn't met in person. Uh, no, no, they okay. hadn't met in person. So, so oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say um, for safety, give out your Google number. Always, always, always meet in a public, public space. Yes. And do not have them pick you up. I know that sometimes it yeah. seems like a nice gesture. Um, but you don't know that person, even within the first one or two meetings, um, mm-hmm. you don't want to put yourself in a compromising situation. And for my females, I always say have pepper spray. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're fans of that. Yes. Yep. Uber all the way. Plus, I think when you're going on a date, it kind of sets the scene to get picked up, you know, in an Uber and do something a little fancy. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about the actual chatting on yeah. Once you're getting a conversation going, are there any kind of rules that you have for that? You know, like how to gently flirt, the questions to ask, how to lead up to the date. You know, how do you really converse on these? Yeah. So I think it's always, it kind of depends on what priority someone's looking for. If they're looking to do something casual or serious. Um, I think that what 
both men and women need to do better about is kind of asking, like keeping the conversation in a ping pong manner. Unfortunately, a lot of women just answer very short responses. Okay. What do you think Um, that's about? I think it, unfortunately, I've seen it more in women in their twenties, um, as opposed to women 30, 40, 50, um, because I think they're expecting to be treated as a hot commodity. Um, Mm -hmm. so instead of having like a back and forth conversation, this is obviously not for everyone in their twenties. Um, but there's plenty of women who just, they're on a dating app, but they kind of just expect you to initiate every single message, every single question. Um, there's no back and forth. So mm-hmm. to kind of know that in the back of your mind to have a connection with someone, to have a meaningful conversation, it needs to go back and forth. Um, yeah. So if there's certain things that you're passionate about, whether it's volunteering or if you want someone that has an active lifestyle, there's ways of asking like what they do for, for fun on the weekends, where's their next place they're looking to travel. Um, I usually say if you are having a back and forth, like within a week, be like, I, I really enjoyed talking to you. Would you prefer to like text or call? Because dating apps are where a large percentage of, of meetings like interactions die because mm-hmm. right you yeah. don't get it off yeah. the dating app mm-hmm. you're there's nothing there <laughs> uh-huh. yeah yeah and also like when you're responding to questions you know like give a little bit like leave a thread for that person to like follow so when they're like oh what are you up to instead of being like not much you be like (laughs) (laughs) be like oh I just went on a hike with my dog or something and so Mm -hmm. now they're like she likes hiking she has a dog there's like multiple conversations that can go from there yeah um yeah and just always ask a question like after you finish answering yeah. yeah, just like appear to be interested. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like you're you're kind of both there to like meet new people. So act like you're there to meet new people. <laughs> yeah. It sounds it sounds so basic, but uh, ladies, I'm telling you, there are a lot of people who don't do that. And yeah. I said to my fiance, uh, I think earlier this week, I'm like, AOL's been around for like what 20, 30 years, whatever year it is now. People should know how to talk. <laughs> is AOL still around? No, I, I mean, mean, you know, the, no, back in the day, mean. like the I know exactly. AIM. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I was on that. Uh, <laughs> that was so fun. I remember my, that was such a big deal. My German Aww. cousin was like, Jade, I remember your screen name. It was like Crazy Baby 57. <laughs> <laughs> my God. No. First ones was Butterfly Girl with like, I think two R's. Yeah. Three L's. I was Hunter Jumper. <laughs> Because I was super oh, into horses. Man. Horse girl. <laughs> I'm a cat lady and a horse girl. So I've got a lot of bit things not going for me dating, but it worked out, guys. It worked out. That's great. Um, <laughs> do you so, think it's, I have just one more question about the communication oh, yeah. thing. Um, so, do, when do you, th- do you think it's ever too soon to ask for the meetup? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, so the most important thing about online dating is that someone feels safe and comfortable. So what I've seen a lot of men do is ask for someone's phone number too early. And there's nothing that kind of like turns off a, a woman and kind of like puts out her, her red flags than getting two messages from you and you directly asking for her phone number or be like, let's go out right now. Um, so 
it's one of those things. It's different for everyone. Everyone has different circumstances. Maybe they prefer to do that. But I think that most women in general like to feel more comfortable and like that they feel somewhat like a, a rapport with you. And then, then they'll, they want to hear about what your, what your likes and your dislikes are and what you do and, and a little bit of background about you before they're like, here's my phone number. Mm, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Even if it is a Google phone number, yeah. you know, it's still like, you're just, you're just crossing a boundary. You got to like warm, warm up your audience, read the room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this one Um, This next question has like a couple prongs. And the reason I bring it up is because I actually, a lot of guy friends and guys that I've gone on dates with off of the dating apps have shared that they don't get very many people swiping on them. And when they do, it just kind of like... I don't know. It's it's just like the numbers are not there for them. And then they see their their friends who are girls who are getting like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of swipes. <laughs> and so I'm wondering, like, is that just like because their profiles aren't optimized? Because I've seen some of them and they weren't great. But that, you know, the there were guys who had great profiles that I had swiped on because they seemed wonderful. And, you know, we just like talked um afterwards on dates or whatever and they're like yeah like this is my first date off of a dating app in like a couple months because like no no one's swiping Mm. (laughs) so like what what gives like have you seen this um well also and I don't think you should say that on a date (laughs) I know that's not the question they say yeah (laughs) yeah good Uh, question yeah no that's a great question Claire um so I will tell you, regardless of age, what I've seen the biggest uptick in matches for men, what makes it night and day is photos. So I'm just generalizing right now. This obviously is not a one size fits all thing, but men are usually not as vain and superficial or care about looks as much as women do. Um, They're usually not taking that many selfies. If they are, red flag. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess you're right. I guess. Yeah. Right. And so the photos that they've taken probably at events have been with ex-girlfriends or ex-wives, or they're probably taking photos with their kids at Disneyland. And as I said, don't have your photos with your kids. Um, and yeah. so what I always recommend is doing like a private photo shoot. Um, yeah. And I think that it sounds really weird for most men to be like, I have to do a photo shoot. And I'm like, yes, Greg, your photos are like, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Greg. Let's um, forward. Yeah, and I also say it. It could also use be used as as a great LinkedIn profile. Um, so yeah. I think that photos are a big differentiator between a successful and an unsuccessful uh, dating profile. I also think that men get burnout just as much as women, um, mm-hmm. because you don't want to like. <laughs> keep asking all these women how their day was or what what their passions are like women talk about how they get tired of what are you doing but what do you what do you think it's like to be on the the other side of that like the man is also looking to like have some type of interaction and if he sends you three messages do you want to go out with him or are you just going to ignore him um so it's very it's I don't think we realize as much as females how hard dating can be for men because Mm -hmm. the opportunity for rejection is much higher there um, as it is for women because men 
are kind of expected to be the pursuers. They're expected to be the ones to ask you out for your phone number, to ask you out on a date, to make the first move. Mm -hmm. Um, So it it is hard with men as well. Um, I think that, as we said before, not having negative things, um, having clear photos, um, something that you're passionate about. Photos really do make day. Make a big difference. And so, two things. Uh, First of all, do you think the fact that it is a little bit more intimidating for men because of the rejection factor, do you think that that makes them kind of subconsciously put in less effort to their profiles? That mm, I wouldn't say that. I would say that they don't really know. Men don't know what other men's dating profiles look like. Like, if you are a heterosexual man or if you're a heterosexual woman, and you are only seeing the opposite sex, you don't know what you're being compared to. Mm-hmm. Um, and true. I mean, most men aren't really told, like, that's a good angle for you. Put out your hip, girl, uh-huh. this makes you uh-huh. look skinnier. Yeah. They aren't okay. really okay. told to, how to do that. And they're so, not like getting together with their guy friends to take their dating photos. Yeah. <laughs> like, work it, bro. Yeah. Um, and the yeah, photo, so, go ahead. That was it. Oh, just this, so this photo thing, yeah. I know that this might sound new to some people, but it's a whole industry. A lot of people are doing mini shoots for their profiles. We yeah. are having Saskia from Hey Saturday on next week to talk all about dating app photos. Everyone keep your eye on this space. It is yeah. really important. It's not if- vain. It's, it's, it's not vain. What? You just want to portray about. what mm. you actually look like. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, if, if you're not ready for like a photo shoot, photo shoot yet, ask your sister, ask your guy's girlfriend, like be like, Hey, can you ask your girlfriend to take some photos of me next time we like go out? Cause my dating profiles, <laughs> um, like, <laughs> you know, even, I mean, just like ask, ask someone in your life, I guarantee it is not going to be as awkward as of a conversation as you think. And, you know, um, especially women, like we've gotten pretty good with angles and lighting and making sure that we're taking good photos. And I think, you know, friends who are girls are going to be like happy to help you out and get you some good photos. So you can like, get that date (laughs) and if you're too uncomfortable still get a selfie stick and a tripod look on youtube you know and yeah how to do your own photo shoot i mean put in some effort i do agree that the photos are probably something that holds someone like one of claire's friends back did you you called their photos um yeah some some of their photos weren't great so i would i would have i would have um I would have cut some of the photos and, mm-hmm. you know, replaced them with better, better lighting and ones that actually like showed their personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of effort, Janice, I would like to say one more thing is that effort is really shown on like how you present yourself for a first date. Um, I think that if you're going out on a first date, you shouldn't show up in, in uh, shorts and a t-shirt for men is my opinion <laughs> or sweatpants um, oh, God. yeah they, I mean it's funny because you think that these things are given but like they're not they're wow. um and if you are just putting that bare minimum effort for a first and a second date mm-hmm. like are you are you even really showing up like why are yeah. you <laughs> yep 
Thank you for rolling out of bed and not yep. brushing your hair. Maybe yeah. suggesting what to do as well, I think is quite, quite impressive. I said, I think that says a lot about your personality and just how you are is mm-hmm. if, you know, you can take a little bit of initiative with, with organizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't have to be like, we're going to go here and do this. Like just have some <laughs> options yeah. Yeah. Um, for your date to like kind of choose from, make mm-hmm. it easier for for them and show that you're thinking about what could be fun for the two of you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope this got everyone excited about, you know, revamping your profiles, getting started on the health on the um hot back summer. Do you have any take on the hot back summer, Jade? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I always say just be safe sexually and otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I mean, are people, are you feeling the same um, anticipation that um, at least people like us who are in this space are thinking that there is out there? Yeah, absolutely. And okay. I think that as we talked about before, like being transparent, like if you are vaccinated or if you're only open with seeing people who are vaccinated, whatever, honestly, it's, it's pretty comparable to the way that I see like having the conversation about STDs. Um, mm-hmm. Once I think that you establish a relationship with someone, and you decide to be exclusive. Um, I don't think there's anything sexier than you both going to get tested to make sure that you can can be intimate. I've done it. That. Oh, totally. And it's several yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And, sure. and girls, just from my point of view, I have definitely had that conversation with people. Yep. It has gone over well. Yep. They have gotten tested. Mm-hmm. It was never mm-hmm. an issue. So, yeah. Don't be scared to, to bring it up and have that conversation. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. Claire, do you have any last questions before we tell the world how they can find Jade and her work? Oh my gosh. Uh, no, I mean, we just talked about so much today. I'm just so stoked that you were here. And I think that you're going to be a great resource for anyone who's looking for this type of thing. So go ahead, tell us, pimp yourself out. <laughs> tell yourself, tell everyone where they can find yep. you. What are you up to? Um, what do you want um, people to know about your work and where can we find you? Yeah. So my website is datingafterdivorce.com. Um, I have a free matchmaking database. Um, so you can join and potentially be matched to a client throughout the States, Canada, and the UK for free. Um, if you're looking for some assistance running your dating profile, I'm available for that as well. Um, and also I have a weekly dating newsletter that goes out every Thursday. So it's helpful tips, whether you're divorced or not. So Check it out at datingafterdivorce.com. I'm on Instagram at, at dating underscore after underscore D-I-V. <laughs> and I can definitely um, uh, promote Jade's Instagram. That's how I found her. I highly recommend it. She's got some really great content. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And if you do come over, whether it's uh, for paid services or free matchmaking, let me know that you found me through Janice and Claire's wonderful podcast and you'll get a discounted rate. Oh, that's cool. very exciting. Oh um, yeah, thank you so much. Everyone take note. We'll drop more information about that in the show notes, like we always say, and um, on our IGs as well. That's very exciting. Awesome. awesome. Well, right. thank you so much for coming on, Jade. And to everyone else, we will talk to your ears very soon. Bye. <laughs> thank Bye. You. Bye. Thanks for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you like this episode, tag us on your Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at Claire Lofthouse. 
and me, Janice, on Instagram at JanisFormicella. If you'd like to join our online community, find us on Facebook at Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On.